Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Motif Medical. The Motif Luna Breast Pump is covered by insurance and proven to provide more milk in less time. But we will hear more from our sponsor later. Uh, you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page if you need anything. See if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down, enter your email address, and we will send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And please check out our shop page because we made all these designs and they're really cool and we want you to see them. And we are on Patreon and we hope that you will join us there because we're having a lot of fun. Uh, we have mini podcasts, we have extra ad-free episodes, we have live Zoom hangouts, we have a weekly wellness check, we have all kinds of things going on. We have Revolution Parenting, our other podcasts that happened and then stopped happening. We have those episodes <laughs> being published over there. Um, and... Yeah, I think... Oh, you need the direct link, and the direct link will be in the show notes under this episode. Um, from wherever you're listening from. You can also find it at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And we're still hosting our ongoing giveaway. You don't even need to ask. Just send it. You know, you could just, people are still sending them. People, lots of people are sending them. So don't, if you're like, oh, I don't know if I should, do it because all, all kinds of people are. So just leave a review anywhere on the internet, iTunes, anywhere you can leave stars or whatever. Just do that. Take a screenshot. Send it to us at Badass Breastfeeding Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll send you a goodie bag. Send us your address too. And uh, we'll send you a goodie bag of uh, Badass Breastfeeding Podcast stickers. And then thank you for nursing in public cards. And we're going to be in Detroit. We are going to Detroit. It is not that far off now. No, it's um, not. May 7th, we'll be at Babies and Bumps in Detroit. It's like from 11 to 4, I think. And now Diane has our review of the week. Yes, I do. I started listening in 2020 after I had my son. I nursed him for 15 months before he self-weaned. Now I'm on my second nursing journey with my two-month-old and a goal of two years. The ladies give great information and they helped ease the postpartum anxiety and mom guilt I had through honest and data-driven advice. Thank you. That mom guilt is real, man. It is. It's horrible. It is. It's horrible. And it's thank you for listening to us twice. That's fantastic. That's a lot. I know. That's a lot even for us. I don't even listen to it twice. I don't really I listen to it once, but I do. But that yeah, would that's an, yeah, that's enough for me. Because I do the show notes. But um Thank you so much for listening to us twice through two babies because that's amazing. And congratulations on your second journey. Um, and the mom guilt, man, we hear you. It's rough. But hopefully, hopefully today, I don't know if, see, today I should have done the um, message I got about the marsupials. Remember that from last oh, week? The marsupials yeah. that were nursing all the time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I should have done that it. this week. Because we're talking about babies that nurse all the time. Yeah, those weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're weird. They're but just yeah, not you normal. Know, you know, those, anybody who has had a new baby, I think, is surprised by the amount of time they would like to be nursing. 
if it, I mean, it, it, most of the time, I think, well, I don't know about most of the time, but just often you hear people saying like something's wrong. Like my baby is just constantly nursing. Like, if, and if I take them off, they're just so upset. Well, first of all, I think, I think, well, society sets us up for failure, but I think the hospital does not do a, a very good job either because they tell us nurse your baby every three hours and your baby's <laughs> asleep, right? Your baby just got born. They're just got here. They're out of it. They're not doing anything. You got to wake them up to nurse every three hours. And then when you get your baby home and they're a little bit more awake and they want to nurse every 15 minutes, we're like, what the hell's wrong with my baby? They were nursing every three hours in the hospital. I don't understand what's going on. Why are they so hungry all of a sudden? They're not getting enough milk. People don't understand how babies work. I usually, when I do um, breastfeeding classes prenatal breastfeeding classes, I usually try to tell them that this is what they're going to tell you in the hospital. And, you know, when you get your baby home, it's going to be a different story. Um, It is really, it's totally different, you know? And then I, I would get these people, like, when I would see them, like, on day three of their baby's life, they'd be like, the baby's nursing all the time. And I'm like, okay, what's all the time? What does that <laughs> look like? Like, every yeah. two hours. But it feels like it's constant because remember those early days where your baby eats is feeding and they're feeding for a long time, right? They're not at that stage yet where they're on and off in 10 minutes. They're feeding for a long period of time and then you're changing a diaper and then you're getting them settled and then it's time to do it all over again. So it feels like they're nursing constantly, but they're really just doing baby stuff in between. (laughs) Baby stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like even, even that, I feel like that goes on even when they get even when they get to be good, good, more efficient (laughs) at feeding. And, you know, it takes less time. You can still have babies going through this constantly nursing phase. Oh, yeah. That's just like all they want to do. And a lot of it really depends on the personality of the baby as they start to get older. You know, you do have your babies that are comfort nursers that want to nurse through everything, which is fine. That's normal. And then you have some babies that just that isn't their thing. They're not comfort nursers. Um, It really is the personality of the baby and what they're, you know, what, what works for them. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with them. No, no. But everybody is like, why is your baby eating all the time? Well, yeah. Or, Or like you must not have enough milk. Because mm-hmm. they're just like constantly trying to get the milk out and there's nothing there. That's not yeah. a sign of low milk supply at all. They're sucking on air. Yeah. It's not working. <laughs> what's happening? This isn't working. No, that's <laughs> not what's like, why? Why is there no milk in here? <laughs> Your baby is getting milk. They just want to be on all the time. So there's a couple different reasons why we see this happen. First of all, if we know that your baby is gaining weight well and they are nursing, they seem to be on there all the time. You're like, I don't even think they're really nursing. I'm not sure what's going on. They're just, you know, especially I tell people too, like a lot of times this will happen at certain times of the day. And people will be like, oh my gosh, I just don't have any milk right now. And it's like, okay, your body doesn't just shut off your milk supply because it's 7 p.m. 
Like that doesn't, it's not what's happening. Babies just have their time of day where they nurse all the time. And if they're not doing that, like a lot of times they won't do that all day long, but there'll be certain times of the day where they will do that. Yeah. The witching hour. (sighs) Right. We have an episode on that, I think, because they are, they're just on there. They just, they're overstimulated. They're overwhelmed. They want to be soothed. They want to be comforted. And that is it. And they just, you know, they just want to be on you. And if you can just kind of accept it for what it is, but we don't, we always go, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with them. They're nursing all the time and this this isn't what should be happening. But it's like we go into this thinking, right, that our babies are just going to be born, they're going to nurse for a few minutes, they're going to go back to sleep, you're going to change a diaper, they're going to be fine, they're going to be soothed. You might have to hold them and rock them a little bit, like, but no, this is not what they do. They're needy. They're needy little humans, man. They just yeah, want stuff. Yeah, I mean, like we said, I mean, they're they're born earlier than they have been in, in throughout history. They're some of the most immature mammals born, which is again, why we call it the fourth trimester, which is why, mm-hmm. you know, back to those mars- marsupials. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with the marsupials last week, if you didn't hear it, um, somebody wrote in that they, you know, learned a little bit about marsupials on a trip to the zoo and how they're born so small, so immature, so underdeveloped, and they just stay in their mother's pouch and nurse for like, I don't know, 205 days or something like that. Like it was this like <laughs> huge amount of time. And, you know, she was kind of like, hey, this is like what our babies do. Mm-hmm. And it really is. And then if you look at like... All I can think of is, and I'm sure there's other places that do this, but I just remember seeing it on a on a movie, um, on a documentary, where the babies in Africa, a lot of times the moms will just keep them, just strapped to them, and they just nurse whenever they want to, and that is just normal for them. And I'm yeah, sure there's like other places. Working. Yeah, yeah, and Which I'm sure there's other places in the world story, but- that. I know, right? There's other places in the world that do that too, but I know, like I said, I saw it on a documentary and I know that that's what goes on there and they just nurse whenever they need to nurse. And that's, but we are very fixated on time here. We're very fixated on it. And independence. Yeah. You know, like, why is your, you know, your baby shouldn't be nursing that much. Comfort nursing is like, that's like very taboo. People are like, what do you mean? Are they eating? Oh, they're just using you as a pacifier. I hate that phrase. Yeah, like, uh, I hate it. Yeah, we just want it. our babies to just be able to do all these things on their own as soon as they get here. They should be makes... just nursing once every three hours. They should just be sleeping on their own. They should be not fussy. And, uh, and if they don't do that, there's something wrong with them. Right. Like you have a broken baby. Right. Or you. Yeah. And if you are ever unsure, if you are like one of those people, your baby is eating all the time and you're like, I'm just not sure. Are they getting? And the people are getting in your head. Right. Then see a lactation consultant or talk to a lactation consultant. There's really easy ways to know. Is your baby just comfort nursing or are they feeding to feed? 
and they're not getting what they need. So they're feeding constantly. And that's what's going on. The majority of the time, that's not what's happening. But if you are really unsure, is your baby getting what they need when they're nursing? Then talk to a lactation consultant because they can help you determine, okay, is your baby having good, wet and dirty diapers? Because what we expect to see you know, depending, of course, on the age of your baby. But if you have a newborn and or anything up until like, you know, a couple of months old, you know, we expect to see like, I don't know, like six-ish, six or seven wet, good wet diapers a day and maybe like two or three poops. And if your baby is doing that, then you're, then you're good. If your baby's gaining weight at their well checks, then you're fine. It's just your baby just is doing a lot of comfort nursing and that is very normal or they're feeding frequently and that is normal. That is normal for them. And it's not really up to us. I don't like it when you have like a a health professional or a parent or a, like a grandparent or something else that, well, your baby shouldn't be doing that. Who Who are we to say what our baby should be doing? Only your baby knows what they should be doing. Like, who are we to say your baby shouldn't need to eat that frequently? How do we like? So how are we to know that? Like, how are we to say how our baby should be eating? Only your baby knows that. And if we let them do what they need to do. I always found that if we just let our babies do what they need to do, things work out a lot better. Otherwise, you are like fighting a battle. Like if you're trying to like schedule them and all that stuff. Yeah, that's always like goes against. You're always going to end up fighting a losing battle when you're trying to go against what they're doing when you're trying to take the lead. Mm -hmm. But that's why that's why um, learning what babies do and knowing what they're supposed to be doing or what's normal for them to do so that you can let them do it. Because if you don't yeah. know what they're supposed to be doing, then you're like, oh, my God, something's wrong. They'd be like, <laughs> okay, the baby's nursing a lot. That's okay. They're a baby. Then you can just let them do it. But you don't hear that very often from anybody. Like, nobody really says that. So what we expect to see, like, so what do we expect? Like, we expect your baby to be born. I always tell people when I do like the prenatal breastfeeding classes, and that is a really important piece of it, is those having the education prior to having your baby. That is really important. I love it when people listen to this podcast when they're pregnant. Um, I love it when people take a breastfeeding class, anything like that, where they're getting the information, reading something, like just getting the information so that you have like a little bit of knowledge of what to expect. And I know that that's really hard to do because when you're pregnant, all you are really fixated on is when the baby is going to come out. Did you take a breastfeeding class? No, I did not. I took a um I took a class at the hospital where I think she talked about breastfeeding. Yeah, I think I did too. Um but, but I don't think it was all. solely breastfeeding. And I can't then, remember. Yeah, it was no mine was definitely not. Um it was a birthing and then maybe there was a little bit of breastfeeding. I think that the the person who was giving the birth class it was a lactation consultant. Um and I don't think she talked about breastfeeding too much. At least I don't really remember. Um, if it was a birthing class, maybe not. Yeah. 
but it is really important. I didn't take a breastfeeding class, no. Yeah. It is really important to get the information. And it seems to be one of those classes that just kind of like falls along the wayside and people don't really do it unless they're like, oh, you know. I I mean, I know at least for me that I was real hung up on the birth. I think a lot of people are. Yeah. yeah, Like that's such a big, scary thing Mm -hmm. that you're just like, that's all you can focus on. Yeah. And I knew I wanted to breastfeed and I did. I remember being pregnant and saying like, I definitely want to breastfeed. And I would read it in the like, you know, I don't know what to expect when you're expecting or whatever those dumb books are that I read. Yeah. Um, you know, I read about it and was just like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'm going to do this. And I remember saying like, don't let your baby have a pacifier. So I was just like popping the pacifier out of their mouth in the hospital. <laughs> but I wasn't like just keeping them on the breast all the time because I didn't really understand that yet either. So they kept putting yeah. the pacifier back in. They're like, let let him have a pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the one said to take it out. It's really, it's it's scary because you don't know what's happening with the birth. You want all the things, right? And you yeah. don't realize what can happen with breastfeeding. It's We think it's natural. We think it's normal. Babies are just going to pop on. But to even if your baby does that, you need the logistics of how is, is this going to work? Like, how does this work? How often does right. the baby eat? What happens with that? So maybe we'll take a break. Yeah, we need a break. And then we'll talk about that from like newborn stage. Sweet. We'll be right back. Are you in search of the perfect pump for your breastfeeding days? The Motif Luna breast pump is covered by insurance and proven to provide more milk in less time. The Motif Luna is lightweight, sleek, quiet, and customizable, so you can quickly find what works best for you and your baby. The Luna also features a backlit LCD screen, built-in nightlight, closed system, quiet motor, and auto shutoff. And the battery-powered model gives you even more freedom and flexibility with a rechargeable battery that lasts over two hours. In a third-party study, five out of six moms reported more milk in less time than the leading pump brands. The expression mode works to express milk from the breast as efficiently as possible, while the massage mode would stimulate letdown by mimicking baby's natural nursing pattern. Get ready to make your pumping days easier with the Motif Luna. Head to MotifMedical.com, that's M-O-T-I-F, Medical.com, and use promo code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And our sponsors and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com or wherever you're listening from. Also, at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com, you'll find all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. And I don't think I want to say real quick, I don't think I said before where to find these tickets for um, babies and bumps. So I will put a link next to our Patreon link in the show notes right at the top for the link where you can find tickets because Babies and Bumps is going everywhere, like a whole bunch of cities, not just Detroit. So if you're interested and if it's near your city, I'll put the link in there. And then if you're around Detroit, we hope that you'll come and see us. We'll have a table. Yeah. And we'd love to hang out with you. We will hold your baby (laughs) and feed you snacks. Yes, we'll discuss things. We'll have candy or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or lure you over here with Lure candy. you over to our place. <laughs> um, okay. So what I usually talk to people about is how frequently a baby is going to nurse. And we they say like, oh, eight to 12 times in 24 hours. But with newborns, sometimes that can be 15 times. Sometimes that can be 16 times. You know, like it, it can be more frequently than that. 
with a new baby. Newborns nurse all the time. When they're awake, they're nursing. And that's just kind of what to expect. And when you don't know this going in, it can feel like, oh my God, what is going on? And then you've got people out there going, oh, your baby should only be eating like every three hours. That's how often my baby ate. Why is your baby eating this frequently? They should be eating, you know, shouldn't be eating so much. But what can happen is, you know, you have your baby. If you think like, okay, when I have my baby, somebody will be there to help, right? Like somebody's going to be in the hospital. The nurses will be there to help. There'll be a lactation consultant there. They'll be helpful and I'll get all the information that I need. And I saw somebody recently and we were talking about that. And I said, you know, you could have your baby in the evening where there's, you know, no lactation support on a weekend where there's limited lactation support, you know, and she's like, yeah, all of those things happened. I had my baby like on the evening yeah, and they, you know, nobody there. It was a weekend. It was, you know, like it, you just don't, and then you don't know what you're doing, right? You're like, you're counting on these people to help you. And what if there's nobody there to help you? Um, yeah. That's Babies. what happened to me because they were they were like, oh, we have a lactation consultant. And, you know, I, I was in the birthing class with a lactation consultant. And she was not like the warmest person. I mean, she was by no means cold, but she was kind of like goofy. And I, I don't know. I didn't I wasn't getting like a real nurturing vibe from her or whatever. Oh, um, and so, yeah. So then when they were like, oh, you know. They actually asked me, do you want to see the lactation consultant? And I had this nurse who was like amazing. She was just like constantly coming in here and helping me. And I was just like, I really don't think that she's going to offer anything more than this nurse is offering me. Um, and I don't know if she would have said anything different because it was like so much the hospital, you know, thing of what they do is like, well, your baby was, you were induced. So you're not making enough milk yet because your milk hasn't come in. And so you need to give them, you know, you give them some formula and then don't worry, your milk will come in eventually. And then you can just like, that was it. There was no more instruction. And here's a garbage bag full of formula. (laughs) It was like a hefty bag full of formula. Oh my God. And I was like, oh my God, they're so nice. Oh my God. Look at all this free stuff they're giving me. Oh my God. I love this place. I know. I know. Right. Because <laughs> they're like, they're really looking out for my best interest. Yeah. Right. Um, it is really, it is really frustrating if you don't know. So they, it is not uncommon that your baby's going to want to feed frequently, especially as a newborn. But then as they get a little bit older, they are going to have their times, right? Maybe they start to stretch out their feeds a little bit, or you find that your baby that was eating every hour and a half is now eating every three hours or so. And then they go back to that constant nursing again, right? Because babies don't just stick to one schedule. No, never. They go back and forth with stuff. And just when you know, I remember my sister telling me once, just when you ha- think you got it down, they're gonna, they change it up. And that's not a lie. They do. They do. Once you think you got it mean- down. Yeah, that doesn't mean something's wrong either. Because a lot of people will say that too. They'll be like, my baby was sleeping, you know, this amount of hours at night. And now they're just up constantly. It's just so normal. Mm-hmm. And like, we're yeah. not here to tell you that it's awesome and you have to enjoy it because it's normal. Like, no, you can hate it. I hate it too. It's but it's really normal. Hard. There's not it's something normal. wrong. But babies nurse for lots of reasons. That's another thing that nobody talks about. 
except for us on this podcast, because we talk about that all the time. <laughs> but nobody says to you, oh, yeah, you know why your baby's nursing every five minutes? Because they are scared and want to be close to you. Because they are tired and can't fall asleep. Because they need some comfort. Because they have a headache. Because they you know, have a little reflux and that milk feels good going down their throat because they have a little bit of gas and they're uncomfortable. Like nobody talks about any of that stuff, but it's very, very true. I don't think it's in a book. I don't think it's, it's just not, nobody talks about babies nurse for a lot of reasons. And when you are bottle feeding, babies still have those reasons, but we tend to find different ways to soothe them. But when we're breastfeeding, that's how your baby wants to be soothed because that's normal for them. And we go, oh my God, there's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Why do they want to nurse again? So one of the things that I think is like a downfall is those apps that people use. Oh, yeah. I think that really drives the anxiety a lot. It, yeah. You know, because if you're people even looking have at those- it, yeah, yeah, go ahead. If you're looking at it like that, if you're like keeping track of how often your baby is feeding and you're looking at it and go, oh my God, look at how many times my baby fed. My God, they're starving. I'm starving my baby. Like those apps just drive the anxiety. Yeah, those apps are insane. You don't need an app to be a parent. Like seriously, you don't. Just, just delete those. Yeah. You got to yeah. delete them. They're just, they just feed into that anxiety. And that's what a lot of marketing is, right? It's just like, keep track of this, be able to keep track of that, be able to know this. All these things that you don't need to keep track of and you don't need to know. And um, I was going to say something about those apps. I can't remember. It'll come to me. Go ahead. I mean, in some situations, like I know that sometimes people like... um have apps that they can share like with their daycare provider and they can see like when the baby was fed at daycare and when the baby was changed at daycare and stuff like that. And that could be helpful if you're at work and you want to make sure that your baby's being fed and changed at normal intervals. Um, But for your everyday life, you don't need to know how often your baby is feeding. Just know that they're feeding. No, if you're just normal. Yeah. If you're just, if you're just like, putting them on the breast constantly whenever they make a peep. <laughs> Just put them on the breast. Everything will be fine. That's what I was going to say. The sleep, A lot of those track sleep too. There's oh. apps that'll track like, that'll like, that'll just like track your sleep. I don't oh, understand I how people can, ha- I don't understand how people can do that. That would just, I would be like, oh my God, look, look, I only got this much sleep and that much sleep and look, I don't understand how people do that. Stop tracking your sleep. I know. Like, they track the parent's sleep or the baby's sleep or both? Both, I guess. Both? Yeah. Oh, my God. But I would know like how much sleep that I'm getting. There's one that you can wear. It's like on an Apple Watch or whatever that it will. you can just wear it on your wrist and it'll tell you how much you're sleeping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how people can deal with that. I just. I don't, yeah, we don't need to know these things. It depresses me to know how much I sleep. (laughs) I don't don't really need to know. Um, But your baby, like, I mean, they don't care about the app. They don't care what the book said. That's one of the other things that I get. But but that's not what the book said. That's not what the book I read said. Book I read said the baby was going to eat every three hours. 
It's like the book, baby didn't read the book. Baby doesn't Baby care. has no idea about what the book says. The baby does not care. And there will be times of the day where your baby wants to eat way more frequently than every three hours. But I think one of the things too, that's hard because it is hard to just, sometimes you feel so touched out. Sometimes you feel so like overwhelmed. Sometimes you just are like, I just cannot have this baby on me anymore right now. Yeah. And that's very real. Like we know that that happens. Yeah. I mean, and if it, you, that's the other thing. Yeah. Like if your baby is nursing constantly and it's driving you crazy, it's okay to take a break. It's yeah. okay for them to be upset. Like not, just because they're crying. Like, it, I mean, like you can't just like not ever nurse them or feed them. But like if you've been feeding them constantly all day and you're just like, oh my God, I just need to like walk around or like, you know, put them down. Put, give it to your partner them, if you have a partner. Set up or just like put them down. Give them a pacifier. If they cry, like while you need to just like walk around for a minute, they're fine. It's they okay. Really are. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, I remember being in the shower one time and Jack was in a bassinet outside of the shower and he just started crying really loud, just like one of those like sudden like cries. And I like jumped out and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like started nursing him. Oh my God. And like with Exley, by the time I had the second baby, I was like, okay, I'll be there in a second. I'm just finishing up my shower. And he's crying. And I'm like, it, it's all right. I'll be there in a second. He's fine. <laughs> We're fine. I had, a, I had a colleague one time who, it was like her third baby and she was in the shower and she gave the baby to her husband to hold and the baby was crying. Because of course the baby didn't want her husband. The baby wanted right. her. And she was in the shower and he came out and he told her it was like child abuse. <laughs> she was like, okay, oh whatever. Like, oh, like my you're God. the father. You're Are holding you her. Parent? You're I one know. of the parents here. Oh like, my God. Oh, I know. It's like, it is not child abuse, abuse when your baby is fucking crying. I know. They it's are okay. Fine. It is okay. So we get, we totally get like, we're here going, your baby wants to feed every five minutes. It's totally normal. It's fine. Just feed them. But we get when it feels yeah. like too much. We understand it that. It is like, if you follow your baby's natural pattern of nursing, like it's going to drive you crazy and it's okay to take breaks from that. Mm -hmm. Because also we live in a, we don't live in a world that supports like any of our natural habits. Right. Like all of our natural ways of living and our natural ways of our body functioning society is like, we don't care. Shut that shit down. Yeah. You, you, so, you know, you don't have anyone who's really like helping you. You don't have anybody else who's nursing the baby. Like, let's face it. Back in the day, multiple people might nurse a baby. And they might pass it over to, you know, that lactating parent that, you know, the, you know, aunt is lactating. So that baby, you know. She can or nurse the baby for a while. Or you're not alone all day where you're the only one that right, can hold exactly. the baby. You're right. You can just, there. yeah, baby was being passed around and helped. And you also didn't have a million other things that you had to do because other people were just like everyone kind of had their role and everyone was working together. Mm -hmm. And that supports our natural way of being. But we don't live in that society at all. No. No, we do not follow our natural path at all. Like it just... It would be very different if everybody did. Like, it would be very different. Like, people yeah. wouldn't be better human beings all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And they like drowning in, you know, yeah, overwhelm and 
so much anxiety and mental illness. And yeah, what I usually try to tell people is like, your baby needs you, right? Like they just need you. And I think we just, it's so hard to be needed all the time. And you can't say to your baby, like you can to your partner, like just we relax. It's too much. I can't be needed all the time. Right. Like you can't, I don't know that you can say that to anybody. At least I can't. Like even my adult kids, I can't be like, look at, this is just too much for me. Cause there'll be times where all three of them are texting me at the same time that they need something or that they don't feel good or that they've got too much to do or that they feel overwhelmed with school or whatever. It's like, you're their person. Yeah. Right. You are your baby's person. You are your child's person. They are going to come to you for everything. And it is a lot, but it starts the minute they're born. It starts the minute they are born. And like, I know we're going to do an episode on skin to skin in a couple of weeks, but like, you know, yeah, I looked cool. at the schedule yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at some point we have an episode on skin to skin coming up, but like spoiler alert here, but when your baby is born and they go skin to skin with the mom, like the mother's the birthing parent their body completely changes to acclimate to what the baby needs. Like you are their person and there is like no getting around that. It feels overwhelming a lot of the time. It really does. But from the minute they are born, you're it. And it is really hard sometimes to be like, look, I've had enough. I cannot do this anymore. I need a break right now. And that's normal. Like that also feels normal. Your baby might not understand it, but that's okay. But be fine. Also, yeah. But also like, I remember in those early days too, I remember I've told this story before, but like my husband would leave in the morning with me on the couch with Jack on my boob. And he would like bring the remote control over to me and some food. And like, I would probably get up at some point during the day. Cause I would have to pee or whatever, but he would come back home and he'd be like, did, did you move? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> He's like, I like, I, I knew the entire TV lineup. I get my Dr. Phil so I could yell at the TV. I get like, watch the view. I'd watch my, like watch. I knew the whole lineup and I go from like different channels to channels. I was like a regular, you know, just like network TV going yeah. back and forth. And um, if you can do that, that is also what this period is for. Mm-hmm. Y- you're not supposed to be doing other things. Like if you don't, I mean, I don't know how healthy it is just laying on a couch all day, but like it sure was fun for me. I liked that. I was like, we're just hanging out and we're just here. And um, watching TV was like, I don't know, was like kind of comforting. And if you can, you know, just kind of let this be your time of rest and recovery. That's what it is. That's what it's supposed to be. It doesn't I have was, to be like, you, don't, you shouldn't have to be doing all the other things. Go ahead. No, Mike, you shouldn't. No, I was, I was sad that I didn't have that. Like, that's mm, what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And we moved, like, Nathan was born, and 10 days later, we moved to a different state. So it's not like I could ever lay on a couch because it was being packed. Right. So yeah. I couldn't, like, do anything. I remember, like, there was boxes all over the apartment. Like, there was just, it was just chaos. And I remember even saying, the next baby I have, I'm just going to put my feet up and lay around and not do anything. And then I had fucking twins with a two-year-old. So I couldn't do that either. Like, I remember saying that, I'm just going to relax the next baby that's born. I'm not going to be moving. And like, no, of course that couldn't be the case. But that's what I wanted. And that's what I want everybody to have. 
is the opportunity at least. And maybe you're not one of those people that can just sit around. I remember I had a, a client one time who told me that like she had like a Fitbit or something that measured her steps. And she's like, I did five steps today. <laughs> like, it was just, you know, because awesome. she just like, yeah, I, have, I know. Have a I know conversation it. with yourself in those early days of how few steps you can take. Yeah. Like, Keep it under sh- 10. <laughs> you just are like, that's how I, I would want it to be for everybody is to just not have anything to do. To just lay there with your baby and nurse your baby and just relax and recover. And that is it. That's ideal. But nobody wants to do that. Everybody's like, I got newborn pictures and I got to go to 15 doctor's appointments and I got to do this and that. And then I've got all these people coming over and it's like, it's so much. Yeah. And then we wonder why the baby is so overwhelmed and wants to be attached to you every second. It's like, that's a lot for them. They're used to that quiet womb where they have nothing and all the muffled sound. Yeah. it's nice and dark. They they need that. They're overstimulated. They need that constant connection with you. But yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We hope that helps. Thank you. Some. Yeah. If you're going through that. Yes. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.